Alright, we got the podcast of Golden recording. Find my arrow. There it is. Get the video recording. Now, light my cigar and be with you momentarily. What's the video doing? Okay. Video recording. So, welcome along to Americana, the American way, with Big John. Got a big holiday weekend coming up here. Going to be exciting and brand new. We uh, are celebrating Memorial Day, which uh, is a tradition that began many, many moons ago. with the decorating of Civil War soldiers' graves. So keep in mind, this this weekend is about Americana. There's no... Well, I, I think other countries may do something similar to celebrate their uh, war dead, but not, nobody like the way America does it. And... You know, I read a a thing. Let me pull it up. I'm going to add something to it, too. Amongst all the other crap I post on my Facebook. Um, It's a little thing just about what, uh, what we're celebrating or memorializing on Memorial Day. By the way, happy uh, 85th birthday to Louis Gossett Jr., uh, star of the great 80s uh, cult war movie uh, Iron Eagles. Uh, I think his co-star got the job because he looked like uh, Daniel's son from The Carroty Kid. But anyways, whole another story in point. <clears throat> <coughs> Where in God's green earth did this post go? There it is. It is the soldier. This is a little poem, if you will. This It is the soldier is the name of this. It is the soldier, not the reporter, who has given us freedom of the press. It is the soldier, not the poet, that has given us freedom of speech. It is the soldier, not the campus organizer, who has given us freedoms, the freedom to demonstrate. It is the soldier, not the lawyer, who has given us the right to a fair trial. It is the soldier who salutes the flag, who, does, who serves beneath the flag, and those whose coffin is draped by the flag who allows the protester to burn the flag. And this is by Charles Province, U.S. Army. Uh, In today's political climate, I do want to add something to uh, Mr. Province's poem. And uh, that is, it is the soldier who gives us the right to vote, not the politician. And a lot of politicians in Washington uh, and all over the country have uh, lost 
that uh, knowledge or feeling. They feel they are the ultimate in authority. Anyways, the point of this podcast is to uh, ridicule Dr. Fauci. Because I'm sure you haven't heard any of that on any conservative blogs or podcasts or videos. Um, but I gotta throw my two cents in because that's what I, what I do. That's what I've been doing for since 2009. Uh, I'm gonna light my cigar and then hit y'all up. So listen to this little ditty, and uh, we'll go out go out after that. Some coffee to go And just before I had a flat tire I spilled it all over my clothes When the highway patrolman pulled up I thought that help was on the way But when he saw the tattoo in my hand He shot me with pepper spray Oh, it's a great day For me to whoop somebody's ass it's a bad day, so you better get off my back. You might get cold cocked if you cross my path. Cause it's a great day. I'm just saying it, they gonna do it. For me to whoop somebody. <laughs> when I finally made it to work, I was 15 minutes late. I told my boss about the flat tire, but he fired me anyway. So here I am out in the parking lot, just waiting by his car there. I'm gonna give him a goodbye present that he never will forget. Let's sing Great day for me to whoop somebody's ass. It's a bad You better get off my back You might get cold caught <laughs> If you cross my path Cause it's a great day For me to whoop somebody's ass That was a good one That's just cute Kind of Showing some things up, I don't know. So we're back. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, let's back back up to. We're gonna go back 40 years in time, actually. But, but, uh, it was. I thought it was already settled that the COVID. SARS-CoV-2 whatever virus uh, had leaked from a laboratory uh, either through sloppy work or uh, you know the very low I mean like zero uh, quality control standards they have in China or something of that nature that this was Something, not saying that they were trying, you know, China was trying to kill the world or doing anything, 
but uh, this Wuhan lab had uh, been known for working with coronaviruses. And I guess what they do is, from what I've read and heard, is they create novel strains of viruses so when something similar comes along they can have a head start on uh, a vac vaccine uh, a cure a treatment etc etc so I thought it was a done deal that that's how I mean I guess not watching the mainstream media uh, has made me smarter <laughs> uh, and you know reading several sources and figuring shit out for myself because yeah there was the the bat theory that lasted about 4.7 seconds and then it basically from what I was reading and listening to from uh, the president then Donald Trump and other people was that this came from a laboratory in Wuhan it leaked out into the public and now I'm seeing that no Dr. Falsi or Fauci when I say Falsi I mean Fauci okay so be prepared for that uh, Dr. Falsi says that you know hey this this virus came from people eating bats. And other people that have studied the genome of this say, oh, wait a damn minute. And I've heard this for over a year. People that studied the genome of this virus uh, in the search for treatments and the vaccine say that it looks like this virus genome has been manipulated, man-manipulated man-made manipulation of the genome. Okay. Well, bats can't manipulate uh, a virus gene, right? Am, am I right or am I right? Uh, so, now we're going back and looking into the laboratory where this came from. And investigating, which this is an investigation that the Biden administration had canceled earlier this year. The Trump administration started it because it made more sense. And Biden said, nope, nope, nope. It, you know, Donald Trump is wrong. And since I'm senile, uh, I'm right. And so that whole thing about investigating the lab where the virus may have originated from, we're just going to throw that out. Well, now... The World Health Organization and everybody who's been lying to us for the last year or more are going back and saying, oh, wait a damn minute, uh, we, we need to investigate that Wuhan lab. So now we're back to the theory, which I thought was proven. Uh, to, I guess it was. it's only proven if you have, you know, an ounce of common sense, God gave a piss ant. But I felt it was already proven that uh, it was a leaked, uh, one way or another, accidental leak from the lab in Wuhan. 
which is one of the world's leading coronavirus research labs. Uh, they just have extremely low standards in China for how they conduct uh, business. Anyway, so here we go. So let, let's look back a little bit here in time to, th to things Dr. Fauci has said and has not said. Dr. Falsi. First, he said we don't need masks. We don't need everyone walking around with a mask on. Then a couple months later, it became the gospel that the way to uh, flatten the curve was everybody wear a mask. The way, only way to stop the spread is wear a mask. Stay six feet, it was always stay six feet apart. Well, then the masking thing came in. And, uh, you know, a year later after Trump was out of office and all this, Fauci said, he flat, he flat out, flat out admitted that he lied. He said that we needed to save the masks for the important people, the doctors and the nurses, because if the doctors and nurses became sick, that then there'd be nobody to treat the rest of us. Now, in this ever-evolving situation, and science evolves, that's how science works, right? You gather data, you have a hypothesis, you gather more data, you figure out if you're right or wrong, then you change your, your hypothesis and theories, and, you know, the more data you gather, so on and so forth, you, you roll with the times. Well, these masks became such a man, mandate to spread, slow the spread. And if you look at the places with the strictest lockdowns and strictest mask mandates, their curve is not much different than the curve in places with uh, lesser mask mandates. But... Nonetheless, masks became like a Gestapo law enacted by uh, governors which have no authority under any constitution except for some emergency powers to enact such laws. Uh, here in Ohio, I believe it came down to where the individual could be fined $150 if they were in a store not wearing a mask. If the store let you walk in without a mask on, the store could be uh, shut down for up to 24 hours. So these laws of masking became like Gestapo. And then we find out that masks only really help in like the most sterile of environments. Uh, yeah, if you have an N95 respirator mask, it It'll stop you from breathing in the germs, uh, but when you exhale, they still, you know, go out. Uh, I, whatever you hear, like a million different theories on these masks, and even Doctor Falsy changes his opinion on them. First, don't wear a mask. You don't need it. Not gonna make that big a difference. Ah, oh, may stop a droplet or two of snot, but it's not that big a deal. Then it's the big deal. It's the lifesaver. It's the game changer. 
If everybody in America wore a mask, oh, it'd be over in two years. And he thought we would even be wearing masks after the vaccine, remember? That was just a couple months ago. He was saying, and others in uh, political office, that, oh, we're going to have to keep the masks on for a, a while after we get the vaccines because, you know, we've got to have everyone vaccinated because the virus lives in your snout and you can still spread it you uh, to other people and you can still catch it from other people if you're not vaccinated. Well, then this horrible jobs report comes out and all of a sudden the politicians Captain Dipshit uh, Biden Dr. Falsey oh it's okay to take your mask off if you've had your second dose of the vaccine wait a damn second it was just two months ago you were telling us we were going to have to wear masks for another year or two until you know some huge percentage of the population had been vaccinated so what the frick what the fuck peoples so all we know is orange man bad and he caused all this and if you believe that I'll sell you a bridge in Brooklyn so back in Yolden day this is where we jump back 40 years in time so let's fire up the DeLorean, and when this when this, uh, when this baby hits 88 miles an hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Doctor Falsey said AIDS could be spread through casual household contact. <coughs> Let me repeat that after my sinuses drain and I cough. Doctor Falsey. An up-and-coming bureaucrat in the Department of Health and Human Services, uh, Virology Department, whatever it's called, said that AIDS, HIV, and man, this was scary as hell when I was a kid. I mean, I was born in 76. By 1983, uh, AIDS had reached epidemic proportions, possibly pandemic proportions. Uh, you just lived in fear of this, starting to have a familiar ring to it. And Dr. Falsey helped spread that fear. He did some half-assed reading and said that research showed that AIDS, HIV, a HIV is the virus that leads to immuno immuno in, I, forget, I forget what AIDS stands for now man we used to know this by heart in school well anyways uh, acquired immunodeficiency syndrome that's what it is AIDS acquired immunodeficiency syndrome try saying that five times fast so us kids in school were just scared to death we were going to get AIDS just scared shitless and there was no cure no treatments, no nothing uh, 
and then he changed his mind that oh wait well I yeah well you know I got my headline I'm an up-and-coming bureaucrat uh, you know I, I want to speak with authority respect my authority and I'm going to tell you that when I'm not Dr. Fauci it says I'm going to tell you you can get AIDS through casual household contact well how do you stop that Dr. Fauci because there was no scrub-a-dub-dub that could kill it so if somebody in your house had AIDS you were People were like throwing away, you know, glasses and coffee cups and plates and things that uh, their relatives with AIDS touched. And some people continued to do this way into the 90s, even when it was factually proven that you could only get AIDS through uh, sexual activity and exchanging bodily fluids uh, with somebody who has the HIV or AIDS virus. So, this I'm going to pick up halfway through this article by the American Institute for Economic Research. Uh, it says, It might be tempting to chalk up Falsi's error, error to scientific uncertainties of a novel disease a novel disease sound familiar medicine advances by investigating all plausible theories subjecting them to testing and ruling out those that lack evidence in this case however it is more the more likely candidate was scientific negligence and unwarranted alarmist speculation oh gee that sounds a hell of a lot like what he was saying at the beginning of the COVID outbreak y'all we're all gonna die if we don't lock ourselves in our head in our houses and cover our heads up with blankets and don't leave for two weeks don't go out in public for two weeks Shit, fire liar. Uh, journalist Randy Schultz documented the incident in his classic early history of the AIDS crisis called And the Band Played On. Immuno, uh, immunologist Ari Rubenstein had already offered a more plausible explanation for the infant case which even cursory examination would verify the disease transmitted from mother to baby during pregnancy Schultz explains upon investigation Rubenstein learned that Anthony Fauci had not bothered to read his paper the NIH scientist instead relied on secondhand information. This is Dr. Fauci talking about the AIDS virus and how it was spread from a mother to a child. He used Fauci based his claim on secondhand information from another researcher 
to indulge in open-ended speculation for a longer excerpt. Okay, I don't need to read that. Although speculative commentary had triggered a national media frenzy over unfounded fears of AIDS transmission through routine contact. This is the, the casual contact I was referring to earlier. Routine contact. I pick up this bottle of water and hand it to you and your hand touches where my hand touched. Not, I, I, I don't, but pretend. I have AIDS and now I've given AIDS to you. Now, if we both drink from the water and our saliva is on the thing and you drink in some of my saliva, which is disgusting in, in any ways, but uh, you shouldn't drink out after somebody because it's just gross. But if we drank from the same bottle, then we could spread the AIDS because we're my bodily fluid is going into your body, but that's different. So, Fauci himself emerged relatively unscathed from the ep... Uh, wait, let me go back here. Although his speculative commentary had triggered a national media frenzy over unfounded fears of AIDS transmission through routine contact, Fauci himself emerged relatively unscathed from the episode. He did so by deploying an all-too-familiar tactic from his COVID-19 commentary. The political pivot executed in front of a fawning news media. This is still in 1983. On June 26th, Less than two months after his JAMA article appeared, Fauci publicly contradicted its most irresponsible claim, albeit without ever acknowledging his own central role in promoting that claim to begin with. He told the Baltimore Sun, It is absolutely preposterous to suggest AIDS can be contracted through normal social contact like being in a room with someone or sitting on a bus with them. The poor guys have received a very raw deal on this. Oh, pardon me. The poor gays have received a very raw deal on this. Uh, I don't I don't have my glasses on. Um, <clears throat> have received a very raw deal on this. In short, Fauci flip-flopped with the political winds and the press barely even noticed. Now, let's back the truck up a little bit. At first, AIDS was considered um, a gay cancer, and straight people can get it too, uh, as well through sexual contact uh, and through exchange of bodily fluids like blood and such. But... Nonetheless, um, he switched his tone. It's let's read on here. It's a familiar pattern to anyone who has closely followed the infectious disease bureaucrats 
public commentary since COVID-19 burst into the national news cycle last February. It usually starts with Fauci fielding questions about a disease from the press, at which point he offers a highly speculative answer that nonetheless appears to carry gravity on his own authority. So he speaks down to us through the press with great authority. Okay? Great authority. I am an expert. I've been doing this for 50 years. Although he hasn't seen a patient in most of those years. He, he's been locked in the D.C. bureaucracy for 50 years. Now that's not very difficult because once you're in that bureaucracy, nobody really gives a shit about the, uh, the guy down at the uh, NIH. Okay? Sorry, Dr. Fauci. That's why he likes getting in front of the cameras, in front of the media so much now or whenever he has the chance. Fauci usually caveats his remarks with a stream of non-committal auxiliary verbs. The disease could, might, or may behave as his latest prognostication asserts, but the press runs with the bold headline anywhere, anyway, declaring Fauci has spoken and his word is final. So, here we have quite possibly one of the guys who caused Donald Trump to lose the presidential election because, you know, Dr. Falsi was supposed to be the expert of everything, the end all be all. And the media picked up and played, well, why isn't Dr. Falsi at the press conferences anymore? Is Trump denying the science and the scientific expertise of Dr. Falsi? Hmm, perplexing. Maybe it's because Trump realizes he's full of shit. Kind of like the rest of us. Remember when people at Trump rallies were chanting, Fire Dr. Fauci, Fire Fauci. It was a trending hashtag. It was all over the place. And we were all called science deniers. I'm trying to reach for my lighter. So I'm bending all cockeyed. We were all called science deniers. We're called extremists. Well, gee willikers, gee whiz. Now we're going back into the investigation that Biden canceled a few months ago. We're now back to investigating the leak from the Wuhan lab. Dr. Fauci has a history going back to 1983 of making authoritative statements to sound like an expert and then flip-flopping and changing his mind like he did on masks, like with the vaccine and masks. Remember, it wasn't that long ago he said 
we might be wearing masks until 2023 or 2022 at the earliest. Remember that. And then the politics of the day says, hey, wait a second, we got, we got some economical shit hitting the fan here. Uh, a shitty jobs report because the government's paying people to stay at home and not work. Uh, we've got inflation going rampant. We better give these people back some of their freedom. And suddenly the mask mandates were gone. And Dr. Fauci... Don't wear a mask. It won't matter. Oh, God. A few months later, wear a mask. Wear a mask. Vaccine comes out. Oh, you still got to wear your mask because you could infect other people that don't have the vaccine yet. Now it's like, oh, okay. You got two shots. Don't wear a mask. I report. You decide. It's all a bunch of bullshit if you ask me. Dot com, America.